the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Thanks for listening to the Town Hall Review with Hugh Hewitt podcast, bringing to you the best voices on the stories and issues that matter. Helping make it all possible is the generous partnership with the Pepperdine Graduate School of Public Policy. Here's another piece I'll trust you enjoy. It's a big day. The Oversight Committee is finally going to get to view the document uh, proving, at least according to what some of the whistleblowers have said and what you guys have said, this document, um, that they had been weeks and weeks and weeks in withholding, despite a subpoena, uh, uh, they uh, they've withheld this document that proves the allegations of the Biden crime family bribery scheme. What can you tell us about this? Uh, Later this morning, uh, Chairman Comer and then the top Democrat on the Oversight Committee, Mr. Raskin will be uh, meeting with the FBI and viewing that document. My understanding is they're bringing that document to Capitol Hill. So the FBI will come to Capitol Hill. Um, those two members of the, of the committee, the, the, the top Republican, top Democrat, will look at it along with key staff members, and then uh, we will get a briefing on it. At some point, Mr. Comer, I've talked to, I talked to Jamie last night, I talk to him all the time, um, they, they want that to be made available to everyone on the committee. More importantly, they want that, that document to be made available to the American people. And we're going to continue to push for that. The Speaker of the House has indicated he is willing to use whatever whatever compulsory means he can. Um, you know, we can't compel him, but at some point, if they don't do it, there is the possibility of holding Mr. Ray in contempt, something the chairman has indicated that he is willing to do, and so has the Speaker, and I support those, those two individuals. So we'll see. The one thing I would say about this, Bob, is I actually think that the reluctance to share this with us is driven – mostly by, this is just my hunch, but my hunch is that this document is pretty compelling. And when you compare this document that we haven't been able to see with the dossier and what Durham said in his report and what we all understood even before Durham issued his report, which was that not one substantive allegation in the dossier was ever corroborated, ever proven, ever validated, and that yet they used that to go spot on a presidential campaign and, and, and American citizens, I think that's what they're afraid of. I think that when you see this document, it's going to be so much more compelling than that stupid dossier that was all a bunch of lies, and that's why they don't want to show it to uh, to the American people. Well, I have no doubt of that. They're terrified. I mean, this is the kind of thing that could technically bring down a presidency if he is indeed complicit and there is proof now. Uh, a couple of follow-ups. Number one is, will Chairman Comer and uh, and uh, Ranking Member Raskin see a full version or a redacted version? Uh, I'm sure that they will have, I mean, I'm pretty sure that they're going to have the confidential human sources name redacted. Um but I think it's going to be largely unredacted what they get to see based on my conversations with, with uh, Mr. Comer. Uh, so the, the, the redaction should be very limited, should be to, to protect the source. And look, we all understand that. But, um, you know, the idea that they don't want to make this public and let the American people fully, fully grasp and see this and, and, and evaluate it, I think, is, is a big problem. Congressman Jordan, t- tell me the the procedure here. Um, so so only the chair and the ranking member get to view this, and then what? They take that information as much as they can remember and share it with the with the other members. The re- rest of the members of the committee don't get to see this. So what's the value as far as the committee taking any action? Well, I think this is 
this is in Mr. Comer's mind, and you know, I don't, I don't want to speak to Jamie, but I think this is just another step in in the process of getting this made public for the American people. So I think the next step will be we want all members to see this. We're going to have the staff who's in there along with the chairman brief the members. I think that's where he wants to go next, and we want to make it available to the members. And then we want to make it available to the public. Um, maybe even at some point have someone come in and have a public hearing on. I, I don't, I don't know, but I think it's, it's, this is normally how these negotiations go back and forth with the executive branch and the legislative branch. I've been involved in these oversight investigations for a long time now, and it's always this accommodation process back and forth. But the goal is always to make sure the American people are fully informed about what their government has been doing, or maybe in some cases hasn't been doing. Cause my, my gut also tells me that they probably didn't, didn't really investigate after they had what 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 what's in this 1023 form, and 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 what the information the confidential source uh, had given. To. Congressman, um, the, I get that. I, I want the steps to be taken to toward getting it ultimate release to the people. But again, what is what is Congressman or Chairman Comer do with this information once he has said it? Is he is he sworn to keep it secret still? Is he allowed to tell the other members of the committee what it said? Uh, what what does he do with the knowledge, or can he do anything with the information, think, or is it still basically you know still kind of being kept uh, kept a secret? No, I think he's going to be open to sharing it with us. Um, you know, he said some things publicly. He said the other last week that he'd actually seen the document. I think he's seen the document via Senator Grassley, and I think Senator Grassley had seen the document because the whistleblower had come to him. Um, so, you know, I, I do think he's going to he's going to make uh, the, the facts available to us that he's seen and the staff has seen. But again, that'll be depend on exactly the terms of this this meeting when they get there, and here are the terms that they agreed to in order for uh, the chairman and the ranking member to evaluate. And and then the last thing is this document considered classified? Nope, not not well. Again, this is based on what Senator Grassley and Chairman Comer have said, but they said it is not a classified document. So that's even more reason why it should be made available to the American people. Yeah. So they 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 have been holding this thing and guarding it very very tightly. I think for all the reasons you outlined a couple of minutes ago, and uh, it'll be very well, interesting to see. Go ahead, sir. Yeah. No. No. They'll say, Bob. They'll say, well, it's a it's a potential ongoing investigation. We've got to protect the confidentiality and and the and the uh, uh, secrecy of our source. We don't want to jeopardize that. He could be in danger. And look, we, we, we understand all that, but there's also the, the purpose of the American people, the taxpayers of this country, the citizens of this country, understanding what's going on, particularly when it involves, uh, you know, now our commander in chief, now our president. Well, you know, you understand uh, the, 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 you know, the importance of protecting confidentiality of sources, because when they come forward, look what happens to them. Look what happened to the whistleblowers yeah. who testified well, before your weaponization <laughs> subcommittee, right? Well said. They get the, they have their clearance taken from them. They uh, they they treat uh, Mr. O'Boyle the way they did to his family, a newborn child, and wouldn't even let him get his access to his belongings. So yeah, we understand that. Yeah, uh, Congressman, let's pivot to the debt deal that finally got done and Biden signed it a couple of days ago. The uh, Democrats are championing it. Hey, it's a huge win. Look at Joe Biden. He outsmarted the Republicans. It's $4 trillion in new debt that we agreed to. Why was mm-hmm. this acceptable for us to agree to that? Well, in general terms, it's first debt ceiling. There's been 10 now in the last 11 years. This was the first one that actually cut spending year to year. So I've only voted for two of those 11 debt ceilings in the last decade. Um, and they were the two that actually got something I thought moved us in a better direction uh, when it comes to – we got something for it and, and improved the situation. But this one is the first one that actually cut spending. But I tell you what I really like about this, this deal, I think the, the strongest feature is – 
that I do think it begins to change the framework and give us a chance to win on the appropriations process. And it, if you go back six months, we all remember that $1.6, $1.7 trillion package, one big ugly bill thrown together uh, back in December that spent all kinds of money, and all of us voted against it. Mitch McConnell and some Republicans went along with all the Democrats, and they passed it. I was afraid the same kind of dynamic was going to happen this year with the appropriations process. And I said, look, what we got in this, this debt ceiling agreement was a provision that said if we don't do the appropriations process the way it's supposed to be done, the way it hasn't been done in 15 years, if we don't do that, when we get to January 1st, there's another 1% cut that kicks in. And that's the incentive to actually, I think, do the appropriations process the way it's supposed to. And, and when you do it the way it's supposed to, we have a real chance to win on policy. My number one goal this Congress has been to change how these agencies are treating the American people, and specifically when it comes to DOJ, is to not allow the FISA, the 702 portion of FISA, to be reauthorized in its current form. And we have a better chance of making that goal happen, which I think is the most, what I think this election was about. It was about the weaponization of government. We have a chance with this new framework to actually win for a change. If we didn't change this, I was afraid that what was going to happen is they would throw that FISA reauthorization on that $1.6 trillion billion dollar omnibus kind of package like they did six months ago and we would we'd be in the, the, the same darn situation where we wouldn't be pushing back and stopping some of this weaponization on the american people congressman jim jordan is of course the chairman of the house judiciary committee and the weaponization subcommittee um congressman I'm not a big fan of groupthink in any way, but I do like it when mm-hmm. conservatives stick together. Conservatives like the Freedom Caucus. So, so yeah. you know, you make you made a very good argument just now. You explained yourself, but obviously, your colleagues on the Freedom Caucus saw it differently, and the majority of them uh, were opposed to this deal. How do we how do we reconcile that? No, look, I understand it's a huge amount of new debt this country's taken on, but I do know this: the debt ceiling was going to go up, and here's what was going to happen. If the bill that Speaker McCarthy didn't negotiate, uh, if that bill that he negotiated with the president, if that didn't pass, you know what we were going to get? It was, it, it was, you know, it was going to be a clean debt. We were going to raise the debt ceiling and not get any spending cuts and not get that provision that said on January 1st is a 1% cut if we don't do the – we weren't going to get the, the work requirements. We, we were going to get a clean debt ceiling or actually could have been worse. I think if we didn't pass that package, we were going to get a clean debt ceiling – Plus Ukraine funding. You saw what Lindsey Graham said. Lindsey Graham was against the bill because he said it didn't spend enough. Tom Cotton said this doesn't spend enough on defense, and we got to be we got to take care of Ukraine. I mean, these are Republican senators saying that. Bernie yeah. Sanders says he votes against it because he says, "Oh, you made cuts to work, you put in work requirements, other things, and you cut you cut spending." So you got Republicans and Democrats saying they want to spend more money. Holy cow! We had better take this deal, and the the Republican Party. Seventy percent of the Republican Party did stick together on this legislation, and and that in the House and vote to uh, send it over there. Again, I would have preferred more cuts. I would have preferred not that huge increase in the in the uh, in the amount of money we're allowed to borrow. But I just know this: in the eleven I've seen in the, in the last decade, or the ten I've seen, excuse me, in the last eleven years, this one was the first one ever to cut spending year to year, give us work requirements, give us permitting reform. And set in place that provision, which I think gives us a chance. And sometimes you got to look at, I think, you got to look long term a little bit and say, how are we going to accomplish our number one goal, which is to stop the weaponization of government against the American people? And this, this outline in this bill and how it sets up the appropriation process gives us the best chance. Now, we, we still may not happen, but I know in my time in Congress, I've, we've never had a better opportunity in a better framework to do what needs to be done than what this gave. 
Congressman, uh, I, I would like to follow up on that, but I know your time is short, and I want to get one more question. Is On, thir- in, on Thursday, you sent a letter to Merrick Garland uh, asking for details about the extent of the FBI's involvement in the Durham probe, uh, actually in the, uh, uh, the, the, uh, the special counsel probe run by Jack Smith, I should say. Uh, tell me what you're looking for here. What did you ask the attorney general for? Well, I mean, just in a general sense, it, it, it sounds like, you know, I guess the, the grand jury's convening uh, looks like that you can believe some of the media reports that they're actually going to indict President Trump on something. I don't know if it's obstruction or what relative to the classified documents. And I, I, we're just kind of curious, who's all on the team? Is it the same people who run, is it some of the same people who run the Mueller team? Because we know with, with the Durham report and the Mueller team how 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 crazy that whole process was with with uh, what they did there and, and the fair to do certain things that made sense in the event. There were certain people that the agents in the Mueller team wanted to go interview, and, and the top people in the Mueller team said, no, 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 we, you shouldn't go do that. And they, they pushed so hard, but they, they said, no, in fact, they even moved one person to a different part of the case because they didn't want them to continue to, to push for interviewing this individual who should have been interviewed. You read through the report, definitely should have been interviewed. Um, so we kind of want to know those kind of uh, – you know, is there is there is there a correlation in some 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 of the same people there? Those are the kind of questions we were interested in. You know, and and one quick follow up on that, just on the state of the FBI now. James Comey is uh, out on uh, a book tour now, and in fact, he's going to be in Parma, I think, uh, tomorrow. It's going to be tomorrow, actually. And there's a whole bunch of people waiting for him with uh, with messages, from what I understand. Um, but he's out there saying we've got to support Joe Biden. It's got to be Joe Biden. He's out there, uh, ma- you know, making very clear what he did when he was uh, running the FBI. Chris Ray is not much better in terms of uh, of how he's running this thing. How would you define the state of the FBI right now? And how quickly do you think it must be, I don't know, dismantled maybe is a good word. We don't want to destroy it because we need it, but dismantled and rebuilt in a better way. There are 278,000 reasons to be concerned. That was the report three weeks ago that said 278,000 times the FBI queried the database uh, in the FISA process and, and, and was getting information about Americans they should not have been able to get. That's that's a reason that that shows how serious the problem. When when James Comey was there, he got a memo. This is straight out of the Durham report. He gets a memo from the intelligence community that says it looks like we have real intelligence, credible intelligence that says it looks like this whole Trump Russia thing is a made up matter coming directly from the Clinton campaign. There's a memo that's sent to Comey. Comey doesn't share it with the agents. He doesn't let the agents on the Crossfire Hurricane see that memo. You got to be kidding me. That's straight out of the Durham report. So this is why John Durham has done the, done the country a service. I understand some people feel, you know, and I get it. No one's being no one's being prosecuted that they think should be. But the but the facts he points out and how bad that investigation was, how wrong it was, how it did not start with any proper predicate, and then they did things like I just described where they didn't even share critical information with the agent. This one agent when they interviewed him, when Durham's team interviewed this agent who was on Crossfire Hurricane, they showed him that memo. And they asked him if he had he seen it. He had not seen it. He read the memo. When he got done reading the memo, straight out of, the, straight out of Durham's report, he got up. He became visibly uh, upset, emotional, gets up, walks out of the room, comes back in and says, I did not see that memo. I should have seen that memo. That memo could have changed how we did this whole investigation. That's how ticked the guys, the, the good people who do the cases were that that information was kept from them. Thanks for listening to the Town Hall Review. Our program is coming today in partnership with the Pepperdine Graduate School of Public Policy. It's America's most unique graduate leadership programs offered on Pepperdine's breathtaking campus in Malibu, California. Learn more at publicpolicy.pepperdine.edu. 
If you're enjoying the podcast, please tell a friend to go to Town Hall Review and sign up as well today. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.